Good evening, I'm Christina Young and you're back with Gloucester Book Club in our book lounge. Tonight, in our series of Halloween short stories, I'm going to read to you another one from the wonderful collection of ghost stories and poetry, Fangs and Fairy Tales, from a little book called Spooky Ambiguous. This is published by Crump's Barn Studio in the Cotswolds. Blood Moon by Amaris Chase What perfect weather for Halloween, a blood moon, exclaimed Harriet, as she and her date Tom stepped out from the restaurant into the icy chill of the evening. The large red sphere slipped into darkness behind clouds and a fog began to unfurl around them. Mmm, perfect weather for watching a scary movie. Tom winked at her. Harriet smiled. In fact, she hadn't stopped smiling for the past few weeks since she had met Tom through an internet dating website. She had always scoffed at the thought of meeting someone over the internet, but when her own long-term relationship had collapsed, she had succumbed to trying it out for herself. After a few non-starters, she had finally met Tom and was almost in disbelief how, how much they had in common. She had already checked the viability of his surnames, Stone, as her new surname, should they ever get married. Harriet Stone had a nice steel edge to it, she thought. She rather liked it. Harriet had always been a lover of ghost stories and old-fashioned ghost movies where it was the suspense and your imagination that frightened you, not blood and gore. So she had been thrilled when Tom had confessed to enjoying black and white films with the wonderful use of shadows to create an eerie atmosphere. Harriet had suggested that he came back to her place that evening to watch the classic early vampire movie Nosferatu. She was a little nervous, though, as this was the first time Tom was coming around to her apartment. She wasn't very confident at the dating game and had to steady her nerves a bit over dinner, with perhaps a little more red wine than she should have. Tom linked his arm through hers. My mother used to tell me that the fog is actually when the spirits come together and walk on earth looking for people they remember from their past. Really? Well, it's lucky I have you here to protect me from any malicious spirits who are after me. Was it her imagination? Or were his fingernails a tad long? Harriet shook her head. She put it down to the wine and her overactive imagination. And what makes you so sure that I'm not a ghost or even a vampire? After all, you have only ever seen me in the evenings, never during daylight hours, Tom pointed out. That's true, conceded Harriet, although she was hoping that he would be staying the night and that she would get to see him in the first light of the morning. But you can't be a vampire as you had garlic during the meal this evening. Actually, I tried to be polite, 
and not have anything with garlic in, said Tom. Damn, thought Harriet. She could only hope that she had had enough red wine and coffee to remove any traces of garlic from her meal. Well, I can see your reflection in the shop window, she remarked smugly. It was a faint reflection, as the fog seemed to become thicker. Was it the fog affecting her vision, or did he seem to have more pointy ears than normal? Harriet shook her head again. She must be thinking too much of the Nosferatu character from the film. She was definitely a little tipsy. Nighttime is the only time that you do get to see a vampire's reflection, smiled Tom. Well, I must admit I hadn't heard of that before, despite my copious knowledge of the undead. Now his teeth seemed a little pointy. Get a grip of yourself, Harriet thought to herself. Stop imagining things that aren't there. Knowledge that you have only gained through fiction books and movies, Tom pointed out. They had reached her flat. True, but as I don't own a cross, I have one last test I can perform. Vampires can only enter a house if invited in. Well, maybe I got that from a film too, but that's neither here nor there. So I therefore do not invite you into the flat. However, if you do cross the threshold, then it will be proof that you are not a vampire. She opened the flat door and then stood behind him defiantly. Tom laughed and entered the flat and she followed him. There, she said, so you are a mere mortal after all. She started to slip off her coat and offered to take Tom's jacket But when she looked at Tom, there was something different about him. As he handed over his jacket to her, she noticed the hair on his hands had become thicker. And realisation came too late when he said to her, It's not the vampires you should be afraid of. The clouds parted to reveal a full moon and a satisfied howl could be heard coming from the flat. As darkness engulfed her, Harriet had a fleeting thought of just how similar to Tombstone his name was. Uh, That was a scary one, wasn't it? I think the moral of that story is beware internet dating around Halloween. Thank you for listening to Gloucester Book Club's podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google and Apple Podcasts and many more. We look forward to having you join us again soon.